Hey, what's up, everybody? You're truly back in the space, back in the place. Once again, Mickey Smith Jr. And you are in the See the Sounds podcast, the podcast that doesn't really focus so much on maybe the teaching strategy or, you know, all classroom management. Those things are great. But what I find is that there's a significance that the individual brings to the classroom. There's something significant about that teacher. And, and, and oftentimes, too, that significance is the thing that can resonate or even repel our students as well. So that's why I call it the sound. Your significance is the sound. So today, we're going to take a moment to see the sound, to see the significance in, in great individuals in our profession and even beyond. And uh, I, am, I am just delighted. I am delighted today to have Miss Corey Joy Craig in the house. She's got the joy. She's got the joy. <laughs> and I am overjoyed to have you in the place today. Welcome, welcome to See the Sound. Hey, thank you, Vicki Smith. I think I have the honor to be in the presence of a Grammy Award winner. So thank you for having me here with you and taking time out of your busy schedule. Well, we are definitely in for a treat. I appreciate those kind words. And for those that don't know, this is this is the this is the fraternity. This is the reunion because she she low key she low key at the time of this recording Grammy semi finalist y'all. So don't let, don't let her fool you. Don't let her fool you out here. She's making moves too. And uh, speaking of moves, guys, we're gonna move to this next sound. And on the other side of this sound, you will see the sound. That's right, everybody. We are back in the place. See the sound. You're in the podcast. Most importantly, you're in the presence, guys. You're in the presence of our next guest. And I know you're going to love her. I'm not just saying that because she's super cool. She's super, super dope. Got a great vibe. I'm not just saying that because she's got, you can't see it in America, but she's got great hair today. She got the, she got the hair rocking. I'm not just saying it because she plays a great instrument. Saxophone in the house. Look, I'm biased. I'm not just saying it because she's from a great state, Louisiana. Bayou State in the house. I'm saying it because, guys, I've seen her firsthand, and there's an energy, there's a passion there that that supersedes explanation. And I think that that's the thing that ingratiates her to her students, and it makes them want to be more passionate and be more purposed. And it, that thing comes from somewhere. And today, we're going to unpack it today. We're going to find out. We're going to find out the secret behind the joy. I'm telling you, her middle name hey, middle name is Joy today. And, and I'm telling you, that's the key for success in our classroom. So before we get too far into it, I know I probably hyped it up too much. I just get excited when I got my, my Louisiana folks on the line. Can you just take a couple minutes and just share with us a little bit about who you are, you know, where are you from? Just kind of share with us a little bit about who you are, where you teach at, and, and uh, what you're doing these days. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get to know you a little bit more. Well, what's funny about my middle name, Joy, I actually got to pick that. Come I got to pick my middle name. Yeah, I got to pick my whole name. But <laughs> I love it. Um, and I think that that is a huge part of who I am and where I come from and where I am today. Because I went to, um, I grew up in Southern California, go SoCal, uh, in Brea. And um, unfortunately, I kind of started off in a, in a rough situation. We were in a very abusive childhood. And, um, and when I was 10 years old, I went into foster care. Mm. And I went through a couple of different uh, foster homes and group homes with my siblings. And whenever I was 13, we finally were adopted and we got to pick our name. And I had to pick a family name. So it had to be an uncle, grandma, grandpa, somebody within the family. And I think somebody had, maybe my grandmother had Joy as her middle name. I said, yep, 
that's where I am today. That's where I am today. I am love now. I'm taking care of now. I'm music now. I, I it's it's joy. It has to be joy. <laughs> so, um, so now I I, I teach. Uh, I'm a band director at Benton Intermediate School and a music teacher, technically, because I teach fifth grade recorder and sixth grade beginning band, and um, and just kicking butt every day, listening yeah. to beautiful recorder sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and beautiful beginning band sounds really they're actually doing pretty good so that's cool, um, that's cool. I, I i'm always intrigued by those individuals that step into the trenches of beginning band instruction it's 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 not for the faint of heart it's it's definitely uh, it's a different it's a different beast and people ask all the time mickey you could be doing anything why are you out here with beginning band i think it's beautiful i think there's only <laughs> it's certain sounds that 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 resonate with me, like the sound of the mouthpiece and barrel on a clarinet that pitched to an F sharp that no one else in their right mind would love. But when I hear that bad boy being played squealing at that uh -huh. perfect frequency, it gets me so excited because I understand that that frequency, that that sound is actually the foundation for something beautiful that's to come. And there's parts Absolutely. in this thing called life that nobody sees, that nobody knows. There's work that doesn't always show, but it makes all the difference. And you said something so powerful. I want to I want to delve into this a little bit. Um, I, I want to be respectful of your of your story. But I, I just know that there are people out here right now that are going, <laughs> they're going through some stuff, they're going through some challenges. Uh, there are folks that are burning out, not just in the profession, but in life. And they're thinking, why me? And, and I, I, I don't think I can. And they hear sometimes I say the words keep on going. But what does that really, really mean? And I heard something today, uh, in your story that inspired me. Now, now look, <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this today. I think I think that we have an opportunity to provide something incredibly powerful to our students, and that is an answer. Absolutely. So yes. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna challenge you to play along with me. You know, we're teachers, so we participatory. So look, Corey, look, <laughs> look. Right. I'm, I'm gonna need you to participate. The answer is in the joke. Knock knock. Who's there? I am. I am who? That's the question. Oh my goodness, that is. And the that's question. the answer. <laughs> and that and look, that's what you provide when you step in your classroom and, 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 and not just you, Corey, but any any educator that that has been charged over a classroom of children. Notice I didn't say students, children like like mm -hmm. if you you have an incredible responsibility to help them discover not just their sound, but as you said it, they get to choose their name. And the crazy thing is sometimes <laughs> it's the pain that allows us to choose our name and we would have never mm -hmm. asked for the pain but out of that pain comes something so powerful it comes our promise because the potential was always there so in your case the potential was always there but how did you realize it so did how did you how did you find your sound how did you discover your name musically did 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 the folks you were with did they have music in their blood were you, was it was it just was it thrust upon you how did how did you how did you fall in love or how did you fall into this thing called music well it, it happened upon me i always say accidentally but i i believe that there's an awesome god in charge of a lot of what yeah. we do and uh and so when i went into foster care i was going through middle school and it was fifth grade sixth grade and when i got into seventh grade I, we got to pick our elective and I love to draw. I would draw like crazy. I would draw anime cartoons, just anything. I love, that was my escape was to just 
draw. I didn't even do any schoolwork. I was a failing student. I, I actually skipped school a lot. Before. Are you kidding? Like we can't like we I'm need we kidding. need to have another talk. We kindred spirits. Like I'm low key C and D student. All I did was draw. I still got the report yeah. card where they was fussing. I drew too much. See, I knew you was cool. I told y'all she was cool, y'all. <laughs> That's right. We're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're kindred spirits That's for it. sure. So, um, so when I went into foster care, my parents pushed us a lot and I try and try and I started going to see student but when I was in seventh grade, I got to pick my elective. And of course I picked art cause I loved it and I wanted to continue. I want to be a cartoonist. That's was my thing. I loved it, but they threw me in band because mm. the art elective was too full. And I had no idea what was going to play. I didn't even know what instruments were. I don't think I really had a music education before that. And um, and when I when I showed up, uh, my band director Dan Robbins, <laughs> I'll never forget his name. He he showed off all the instruments for us, and I love the bassoon and of course drums. Everybody loves drums. Okay. And um, I went home and said, "Mama, I'm in band." And she said, "Oh." Yeah, about that. I'm not sure if I want to hear crazy sounds in this household anytime soon. They already had, uh, they adopted five of us and they had three of their own. So it was, I could, yeah, it was I a definitely appreciate house. it. Yeah. 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 So, um, so she said, okay, if you're going to play anything, you've got to play a saxophone like Kenny G. I said, whoever that is, sure. I got the hair for it, I guess. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> So I went back and my By the way, thank you, Kenny G. Thank you. Yes, had it thank not, you, Kenny G. For had it all not been for Kenny support, G. <laughs> I would not be here today. Thank you so much. Huge shout out. But um, so I went back to school the the next day and we got to pick our instruments. And there were 16 alto saxophones, four tenors, and nobody on Barry. And I had no idea what it even looked like or the difference between any of them. And I said, like my personality, I like to fill in and, and help out and step up. Always been that way. And uh, I said, okay, I'll play Barry. I don't know what that is, but it's a saxophone. Mom said, play saxophone. I'll play yeah. Barry. And he took one look at me. He said, you sure? I said, yeah. And I said, he said, uh, bless your heart. Hey, folks that's listening to this from across <laughs> different parts of the country, when they say bless your heart, uh, that, that that mean a whole lot more. That mean po' baby. Po' baby. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I said, oh, well, thank you. And I just went to the back of the room and kids were getting their alto saxophones out. And I saw a little bit bigger saxophones. And then out, uh, this parent was helping just cranked out this huge coffin of a case. And I, I looked at it and thought, what am I getting myself into? Oh, man. <laughs> so I carried that home on the bus and carried up the hills of Mission Viejo and into my house. Yeah, they had real hills there. Not, I don't oh, think yeah. they know what that is in Louisiana. No, not Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> so plopped wow. that thing inside. It echoed in the house. And my mom came in, my foster mom, the adopted mom, she came in and said, what in the world is this? I said, it's my saxophone. It's saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> I know that has got to have been, that is, that is, have to have been a, a, a funny conversation over Thanksgiving dinner or, 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 you know, just, just moments later where she brought a saxophone home, but it wasn't quite what we thought. And, and it's so funny because as teachers right now, there's so many folks out there. I couldn't help, but listen to your story and think how many people got into teaching and had no idea COVID was coming or just the, the craziness of our world or, 
even maybe even didn't have a fully functioning idea of what school was as opposed you know as in regards to being a teacher or all the challenges kids brought like we we had an idea of in our mind we're thinking the kenny g we think of yeah. the soprano <laughs> sax and somebody had you this barry sax and says uh -huh. go teach and as I, i'm gonna be honest with you my first year teaching i had this idea in my head i'm thinking you know if i can parallel to kenny g i'm thinking the sweet sounds of the kenny g christmas cd and uh, and then I start teaching and talk about trial by fire and trial by storm. First year teaching hurricanes, Rita and Katrina, Twisted Sisters, they both plowed through first year, first year. And we had the influx of students from New Orleans that came in that year. And I'm a first year teacher. I don't really know what I'm doing. And the Internet is like a thing, but it ain't really popping like it is now. So if you had questions, yeah. you didn't know what to do. Matter of fact, that year I, I gave all my kids the wrong honor band music and oh, they no. all went to auditions. <laughs> And I didn't realize it was the wrong music until I sat down to judge because we didn't have all these nifty online resources we have now to communicate. And Man. children are outside the hallways crying like a scene from Saving Private Ryan. Like, like we got <laughs> casualties out there. How could you, Mr. Smith? I mean, first year I was like, these people going to fire me. And, and, and oh fast forward, it just, it just wasn't what I thought. It ended up being this Barry Sachs of, a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of an experience that I wasn't equipped for. Um, mm -hmm. So for our teachers out there that have experienced something like that, I'm just curious, like, like what's, what, what was your journey? So we got to Barry Sachs, we've gone through school and now we're, <laughs> we're teaching. Was your, was your first teaching experience? Was it sweet Kenny G or was it some Jerry Mulligan on the Barry Sachs type deal? What, what, what did you, what, how would you describe it? What saxophone, what saxophone was your first year teaching? Oh yeah, definitely Jerry Mulligan for sure. Loved it. It was, it was, a, I had a crazy successful first year of teaching. Yeah, I don't know I how that, that happened. Yeah, talk to I was us about that. Man, I was teaching band for the first time, a guitar class for the first time and piano my first year, all three rocking and rolling, didn't have enough pianos, didn't have enough guitars. Uh, I think I only had like 18, 15 kids in band and like five of them were percussionists. So I had to start in 40, you know, guitarists yeah. and 40 piano students had no idea what I was going to do. I've taught, you know, individual kids guitar or piano here and there throughout my college years, but I had to run all these programs as a, as a, as a yeah. fresh start and, and coming after a guy who was a, an excellent guitarist and, and taught band really well. So I had all the resources. I had all my band director friends in the area already. I had the internet. I, I, I researched and Googled and practiced and practiced and practiced till 1030, just about yeah. every night, my first three years, you know. Um, but it was such a great year. It was such a great year because I wasn't going to let that excuse of, oh, you're a first year teacher. It'll be okay. You'll get there eventually. No, I want to get there then, right then. Yeah. And, um, and so I had them all performing, um, I, now with my band, as we most, most of us know, <laughs> when we first start, we're like notes, rhythms, theories, got to do all that. And we forget about all the things that makes them sound good. It makes it excellent, like tone, intonation, balance, blend. And so I totally failed in that regards, got straight three threes at festival. But, um, but as I, as I kept going and remembered my journey, of where I started and how hard it was for me to be successful, but how band transformed and shaped me into yeah. being a responsible human being and to working hard and, um, and being excellent in all things. You know, uh, I started doing that 
in every detail with my students. Mm. Um, not really from the get-go because I was more yeah. focused on music theory and teaching, 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 but um, it's the life skills and, and growing them into beautiful human beings who will contribute to society, but also together as a band. That's, that's what mattered the most. And, yeah. and remembering where they're coming from, they're not always coming from the greatest Exactly. Home. I know that firsthand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that that's that's so that's so powerful for you to share that um, with folks because a lot of times we want to put the instruction before the individual, and mm -hmm. and just like you were talking about the sequence or the or the uh, yeah I guess you call it the sequence of of instruction musically that that you can't put anything before tone tone comes before tuning tone comes before sure. timing like like if you don't have a good tone matter of fact even as we speak right now my words are one thing but my tone is everything like like mm -hmm. like you can actually make someone's feelings hurt by the tone that you speak so uh, i tell Absolutely. the kids all the time your vocabulary can be immense but if your tone is harsh then that's going to leave me feeling some kind of way and musically it's the same thing but oftentimes people don't want to exercise that discipline for those unseen things for those things that are not glamorous for dare i say the things that aren't sexy you know because yeah, yeah. things that make good tone that's ain't nobody celebrating that but if you get that they'll be celebrating you so i appreciate you for just being you know authentic and transparent and being humanity on display just letting folks know hey i'm not perfect i i've, I've messed up in these areas but but i've learned as i've, I've gone along the way so let me ask you this you know you you, you talked about you talked about that that looking at your students through this lens of your perspective too and you know i think that there has to be a balance i think there's times where we we operate with a lens that is more of a mirror and then we operate with a lens that's more of a window and the great teachers know when to put the mirror up and the great teachers know when to look out the window and and for those that are not quite sure what i'm talking about you know as as individuals it's our unique experience i think that makes us qualified to reach and teach those students so in your case, you spoke to something that there's a student out there that some may deem as bad or a behavior problem. But, you know, by 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 having that mirror and reflecting back on your experience, when you looked at that student, you said, no, no, I don't see I don't see a, a, a behavior problem. I see problem behaviors. But I see mm -hmm. that that student there's there's an underlining theme. How how has how has your experience personally affected you professionally? in able to being able to reach these kids in a meaningful and powerful way. I think when I when I first started, I was more into, OK, they're going to learn music reading. Just like I said, they're really focused on the theory. But um, but as I got to know my families, when they started to help out more, I realized, OK, I'm mm. not the only one with the crazy past. You know, I'm not the only one that struggled growing up or with families that have struggled. So I started looking into getting to know the kids more. So instead of going straight into warmups, I had them warm up individually and I'd walk around and, yep. you know, check on oh, them. How good. you doing? Hey, or, oh, hey, your jacket's ripped. You're like, do you, need, do you need another jacket? You know, I would, I would check on them there and start focusing more on um, what they needed at home, what they needed, not just in the classroom musically, but emotionally and physically, did they need, did they need a high five? Did they need money? Did they need food? Did they need clothes? Um, I know my first year, and this is where I started learning. Oh, okay. Okay. I got to work. I got to work 
outside of the classroom with these kids if they're going to learn anything? How can I expect them to learn if they're still hungry or if they're worried about where they're going to sleep that night or if they're worried someone's going to make fun of them because they smell, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, my first year, a little bit into it, um, I was checking to see who paid their band fees and I called, I started calling home. People who haven't, I'd given time, I sent little messages home. Hey, please don't forget we didn't have a budget. So I was running the program off of these small band fees, you know, and any fundraising we could do. And this one mom is who I had two of her kids in band. She said, I'm so sorry. We're homeless. We're living in a car. Um, we really can't afford these fees right now, but if you give me time, I'm going to get a job. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll pay them eventually. I said, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. I'll take care of you. What else do you need? Is there anything else you need? Because if I had, if I was living in a car, I know I'm not worried about homework. How could I practice a baritone yeah. in a car? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, where, you know, how could I, how could I do any of that? And, um, and she said, well, we're actually really, really sick. So is there any way you can meet us and, and, and help me buy some medicine, like just cold medicine, NyQuil, DayQuil, anything like that? I said, okay, um, I'll meet you at Walmart. Let's go. Let's get what you need. And I didn't have much money yet because I was waiting on that first sure. check. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I know. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, okay, okay, I can, I can do something for them, help them feel better at least. I know when I'm sick, I don't want to learn anything. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I did that, and and I, I got to see this family grow from that. And now they're, they're doing great. They, they have their own home car. Um, mom's working three or four jobs, but kicking butt. Kids are in college. Now they're just, they're doing so great now, but seeing that need and being what I could for that family and for that kid at that moment and throughout the, the next three years when I had those kids, um, sat in sixth, seventh and eighth grade in band, I, I just, it meant it, it completely changed mm -hmm. for the rest of my teaching, the rest of the years of, of trying to find those kids in need, trying to find what, what can I do? beyond teaching music. Can I, can I feed them? Can I give them a ride? Um, and, and this pattern has gone through the, the years. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I, I, um, I listen to you and I notice more times than not, you rarely say students. I always hear you say the children, my kids, the kids. And I think, I think moments like this change us for the better, because I would imagine maybe if we went back that first year, you might have used the word students more. And listen, for those folks out there that are listening, if you use the word students, we're not saying you're a terrible teacher. I just, <laughs> I'm just saying like when I, just the spirit in which you're saying it, I, I, I pick up that there was a change in your perspective. There was a paradigm shift in moments like that where you realize, wow, I'm not just teaching a, a student on a roster. I am, I am affecting someone's child, someone's family with these interactions and just something as small and as powerful as restructuring your warm-up setup. Now, you know, for mm -hmm. some folks, they may think, oh my goodness, how could you, how could you just let them all play willy-nilly in the classroom and you walk around? We've got to have a formal warm-up. And you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe certain situations are more conducive for that, but for where you, where you were at, for that, that, that season that you were in at that school, not really knowing the kids, wanting to figure out how do I develop a relationship, how powerful was it, you know, to, to have a classroom where kids had not just the, 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 the autonomy, but even the authority to, 
to lead their own warm-up. Because you got to understand, a kid's like, I, I get to lead my own stuff. And I get to be a boss. And as you as they're being the boss and they're making boss moves, you're walking around quietly from one student <laughs> to the next, taking an account of not just who they are, but how they are. And you literally may have been the only person that day that took that time to have that have that small interaction that made that powerful impact in their life. And some things, some, look, some things, I'll be honest with you, Corey, some things we won't even know until the weight of time is on it. Like there's certain mm -hmm. things now that I'm only beginning to realize now that these, you know, when I, when I won the Grammy, I had so many kids that are now adults reach back out to me and tell me things. Mr. Smith, you said this. And mm -hmm. when, you, when you did this, I did. And I'm thinking, I didn't even know you was listening. You look like you were asleep. <laughs> Like, but you obviously you remember and you don't you don't realize these things until time has gone by. And some things we won't even know until the weight of eternity is on them. So I'm saying that today because through your story, it's a powerful reminder of how it's never the wrong time to do the right thing. And for many of us, it's a matter of just making time for each one of those students and to let them know that they're on our radar in some small, meaningful way, because you never know what impact that has. I want to I want to ask you. I want to ask you, uh, what are, what do you think, what are your go-tos? What are your, what are your essential elements? What are your non-negotiables in your classroom that have nothing? Let me put, oh, let me put it like this. They have no thing, <laughs> no thing to do with music. Like, like, like for me, for me, uh, in my classroom, um, if you come in, if you come in, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna rub you the wrong way. But it's not <laughs> I tell the kids, you're going to say there are going to be days where you're like, oh, man, I can't stand Mr. Smith. And, and for those uh -huh. that can't, obviously you can't see on the podcast, but I'm I'm, I'm causing a little friction right now. I'm rubbing my shoulder. And the kids say, oh, you're rubbing me the wrong way. I tell you terrible things like do it again. And, and I never settle for less than you best. And, oh, you've got more potential than that. But they don't realize I'm not trying to rub you the wrong way. I'm just polishing you up so you shine. And Ooh, kids understand that. after a while, like, oh, okay, I see. Like that, that's just like when you come into the class, you just got to get your mind right. Like one of my non-negotiables is that if you're here, you're here. Like you <laughs> give me that opportunity. It doesn't mean you got to be perfect. You don't have to have all the answers. Just need you to answer the call. So in mm -hmm. your case, I just gave one example, but like in your case, what are some non-negotiables? Is it is it a smile when you come into the room? Is it is it anything <laughs> tied to joy? I don't know. Like you tell me what personally, what are your non-negotiables in a classroom setting? There's uh, two things that I like to tell my kids that I think affects the whole um, affects the whole program and them as a person. Uh, one thing I like to say is make excuses or make it happen. Mm. So. Doesn't that hurt a little Ooh, bit? Boy, you out here cutting <laughs> in a good way. Hey, so, and, and say I, that again. Say that again for the folks on the back pew in the in the balcony. Okay. Say it again. Make excuses or make it happen. You got to. Um, if you're, and that's, I, I feel like for me personally, I could have made my past an excuse to be um, mediocre or to go down a hard road or to um, backslide or, or fall into depression, stay there. I could have, but there's so many things I wanted to do. I wanted to be a band director. I wanted to uh, have a family. I wanted to, um, to impact people and give this opportunity of music that will affect so many kids if I weren't a Vanderk, you know, I wouldn't be, I might not have had that chance. So it, it really drove me. Like I, I, I gotta make this happen. I can't have any excuses. My past is not an excuse. 
Um, not having money sometimes is an excuse for people, but there's ways to get it or, or find a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I am working hard, showing up for class, you know, you need to make excuses yeah. or try to make it happen. If you're trying and trying and you don't succeed, at least you try, you know? Mm-hmm. So when the kids forget their instrument, you know, I'll say, well, you didn't forget your shoes, <laughs> you didn't forget your backpack, yeah. you know? make it happen, make it a point to be successful, um, in everything and all things so that, uh, you can start heading that direction. <clears throat> and, and of course, you know, some things are legitimate excuses. I'm not, sure, I'm not discounting sure. those. Yeah. But, um, that really motivates and drives the kids. And, um, and then another thing with, with middle school, which I love teaching middle school, especially beginning band, but the emotions start rising and, and it's such an impressionable age. It was for me. I don't know if I had gotten a hold of later in life, I probably would have been way, way different. It's a huge, um, mental development change for, for people. And so, um, emotionally they're all over the place. So I, I, I like to tell them your made up mind is more, it is stronger, more powerful than your emotions. So even if you're having a bad day, you can still make your mind up to have a good day or get your stuff done or, or make good choices. You know, your made up mind is stronger than your emotions. So those are two things. Than your emotions. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So. <laughs> Man, we, 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 we could close the church doors right now. Like that. That's <laughs> it. Because it's, it's about having a sound mind. It's about having that's a sound right. mind that, that, that mind that is in, in that is intentional. And I'm hearing everything that I'm hearing from you today. Sounds like it's there's a level of consistency with it, meaning that 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 when they come into your classroom, this is not just something you said seven weeks ago. Like this is this is who you are. Like like we know this is knock knock. Who's there? I am who. I am that individual that understands yes. that a, that a made up <laughs> mind is is stronger than your emotions. Uh, you know, the, I I feel that. I know the consistency is a result of being intentional. And, and and with everything that you're you're talking about, it's a level of intention, but that intentionality has to come from somewhere. And I think that that's our vision, our vision for our programs. Um, so I I I I definitely want to delve. I want to delve into that, but I I just have to say this. Listening to you, I'm reminded of something that when we pour our cup empty, it always comes back twice as full. When when we're operating with that that vision, that intentionality, and that consistency. And and I'm hearing that in this season, you are leading, you are leading with passion, you are leading with passion and purpose. Yeah. And that's so important because that's what our kids need. I think every child is one sound adult away from discovering their sound of success. And and, and in your case, you know, my goodness, bless your heart. If he wouldn't, he wouldn't have gave, if he wouldn't gave you the coffin case, I don't know. I don't know where we'd be. Right. Right. (laughs) That's right. Every interaction is like so powerful. Uh, so, so, so with that being said, with that being said, I want to, I want to delve into something in just a second. I'm gonna throw you a curveball, Okay. Oh, okay. We're going to put go. you on the Better hot up. seat, put you on the <laughs> hot seat, but for our listeners, we'll do it right after we come back from this sound. Mic check one, two, one, two. Mic check one, two, one, two. Guys, we are back on the other side of the sound, and it's time for us to talk about what it means to be sound. You know, I always like to say, you know, the sound is not just the audible, it's the internal. It's that, it's that significance, that, it's that value, it's that, it's that thing that you bring 
into the classroom that helps the lesson not just be a lesson, but become an experience that lasts for a lifetime to the point when somebody thinks about <laughs> they think about you. They don't think so much about what you taught, but they also think about the way that you made them feel. That's what makes you a sound adult, a sound 180 educator. And uh, whether you're a teacher or not, I mean, we can all be sound 180 educators. You don't have to be That's right. officially <laughs> certified. I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe certifiable, but you ain't got to be certified. I mean, you can, <laughs> you know, if you are adding value in the life of anyone, if you're a parent, if you're a, a decision maker, if you're a coach, if well, whoever you may be and however you may be, we all have the opportunity each and every day to add value, to be the sound, to help change someone's world. So, uh, you know, Corey, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. We're going to put you on the sound seat today. Uh, Woo, rapid fire. Go. Rapid fire. We're going to ask you what it means to be sound, but I'm going to do it in a different way. I have an acronym for sound. It stands for a few little key phrases. And as I share these phrases, I want you to, I want you to toss it back to me. First thing that comes to your mind, rapid fire. When I say these things, what does that mean in the classroom of Craig? What does it okay. mean in your classroom when you hear this? Here we go. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready right. for it. Bring it go. on. S-O-U-N-D. S stands for see yourself beyond yourself. What does that mean to you? Um, what comes to mind is um, a band director at Louisiana Tech. He said, be the leader you want to follow. So see yourself and be the person that your kids would want to follow. That's good. So even as you see yourself, you're seeing you're seeing a better version. You're seeing a greater version. You're seeing a pro more pronounced version. Someone who may and look for my educators out there. You may not be you may not be who you want to be. But watch this. I heard somebody <laughs> say a while back. They say I may not be what I want to be, but I ain't what I used to be. And we have to remember that in right. times that we're that we're progressing. We're progressing. Keep on going. All right. Good. 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 You one for one. Battle a thousand. <laughs> I like that. Here we go. Here we go. Not yeah. bad, not bad. <laughs> o stands for operate in optimism and excellence. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm failing in, in throwing it back. Optimate and optimist. Uh, uh, seeing seeing the glass uh, half full instead of half empty. You know, always always being positive and looking at um, the brighter side of things. Still be realistic about things, but you don't. There's always two ways to respond, either with positivity or negativity. Yeah. And usually you attract a lot more um, flies with honey than vinegar, right? Or bees with honey. That's that's the saying, something like that. Hey, hey. They're going to get some flies too. They're going to get stuck. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, you know you know what's so interesting hearing you right now? It made me think of something because I'm I'm squirrel. I'm, I'm squirrel. It's short attention span. <laughs> but I couldn't help but think as you were talking. This is so random. Does a fish know it's wet? I don't know. I don't know. Does a, does a fish know that it's wet? And the reason I say that is I said <laughs> operate in optimism and excellence. You're like, hmm, I don't know. And I couldn't help but kind of giggle inside because you are literally the most optimistic person. But because you operate in that thing so naturally, oftentimes we don't even recognize the things that we're most capable and most natural being. And I want I want to just stop and use this as a teachable moment for our educators out there. A lot of times we're trying and we're trying to be something that we already are, right? And that's why it's so important to have those mirrors of reflection, those those individuals around us that can remind us of our strengths and our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. so in, in moments like this, you know, hopefully I'm just a mirror right now to tell you. <laughs> 
you could have just said you literally could have when I said operate in optimism and excellence, you literally could have said Corey Joy Craig, and that would have been an acceptable answer. I'm just saying, I'm gonna go on record to say it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so we, we two for two. We two for two. So the next one after see yourself beyond yourself, operate in optimism and excellence. The next one is you utilize all available resources. What does that mean to you? Um, to me, it means see what you have, see what you don't have and go after it. Kind of like what I said earlier, make excuses or make it happen. Right. If you want to implement in a lesson or get your kids to do something, do it. Find what you need. Ask directors, Google it. We have the wonderful internet world. They're, the whole world's at your fingertips to use and utilize in your classroom. That's good. You know, and it's funny you say that too, because, you know, my, my son, he's, uh, he, he's 12, right? Right. So he's got this mm -hmm. phone and we had a rule in the house. Okay. About phones. We said, you can only have a smartphone if you're not dumb, right? Like you can't be dumb to have a smartphone, <laughs> right? I know that's, that's totally it. politically incorrect, but I'm just be honest. I'm like, look, man, we was out here in the stone ages getting the homework done, right? With the encyclopedia Britannica. Now folks of a certain generation, y'all don't even understand what I just said. We was out yeah. there, they didn't even have the internet. And we was out here killing the game. So now you mean to tell me, son, that you got a phone that has more information on it than they had available to them when they landed the first man on the moon and you didn't finish the homework? Unacceptable. Like you can at least finish the homework, right? Even if you copy and paste. I don't want you to cheat, but Lord, show some effort. Do some effort. Do something. Absolutely. <laughs> so, 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 so in, in, in your case, like you reminded us of something so powerful. How many times, how much time do we spend on the World Wide Web? How much time do we spend on the social media, but how Ooh. often do we use it as a resource? There's so many collaborative groups of professionals for personal development, professional development, that oftentimes the answers are always in the room. They said it in the song, I want to be in the room where it happens. And the cool thing is the room is at your fingertips. You can That's literally right. just go to these communities and ask a question in anonymity that oftentimes we may be afraid to ask. So I would challenge folks, like you said before, to look around and see what resources you have at your disposal and then use them. You know, what'd you say? Don't make excuses, make it happen. I like, make that. It I happen. like that, I like that. <laughs> all right, all right, you killing the game. You killing the game, all right, so we got, we three for three. Uh, let's see, let's see, number four is, ooh, nourish relationships. What does that mean for you? Nourish relationships. Well, if you think about a normal relationship, what keeps it going is giving someone time, attention, and affection. And I think that's one of the best ways to do, to nourish, nourish a relationship with our students is showing, giving them our time, our attention, and our affection in some sort of way. Um, and that might be in the classroom or outside of the classroom. As a band director, we get to do that outside of the classroom when we have concerts or after school rehearsals or uh, fundraisers in many different ways. Um, or like when my awesome group of band parents at Herndon Magnet School, they got together and made a family dinner once a month and they invited me to come. And so I was part of their family wow. every month and got to dine with them, break that bread cool. with them and, and, and build those relationships. I love them. To, I still, it's, it's been uh, seven years. I still, I still meet with them. <laughs> That is so not, cool. They're not even my kids anymore. Well, I guess they always will be, but 
That's it. That's it. And you know, it's you know, somebody may be listening and they're just going, "Oh, that is so amazing." They won't even bring me a happy meal. They they take me out to eat. You know, somebody may be overwhelmed right now, a little 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 discouraged by that. But I'll I'll say this: it's not always a big thing. It's not always a fundraiser. It's not always a carnival. It's not always a, a candlelit dinner, you know, with family or anything like that. Sometimes, sometimes it's just something as simple as making the time to meet them at the door, to make eye contact, because that's something that's been lost too. Um, because the eyes are the, yeah, you know, they need that. They need that, that interaction. And, and, and sometimes you said even the affection, what does that look like? Sometimes it's just a word of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just, hey, I see you. Good job. Sometimes it's just a, a walk around before I end every class, uh, especially with my, my elementary kids. Before I end class, I either sing a song or I walk around the room. And the song that I that I play on the ukulele and sing is just uh, thank you for music today. You know, thank you. for. Me. And sometimes oh, I don't even do a song. I'll just walk around. I'll let them watch a video because maybe they're being bad that day. I know. I know. <laughs> sometimes I may not feel that, you know, and, and, and my wife uh said something to me a while back that always stuck with me and it was actually very very sweet even though at the moment i don't think i appreciated it she said she said i don't like you right now but i love you and because <laughs> we was having a moment and i'm like oh but then i thought about it how beautiful is that that love is so strong that it covers a multitude of faults it mm -hmm. covers a multitude of shortcomings that i don't necessarily have to like you but my life is made better and all our lives are made better when we show love and for those educators that out there that are at their wits end with their students, I would challenge you to end every class period with love, even if they didn't do it the way you wanted them to. Sometimes I just simply walk around. I show a video at the end because I'm just I'm just kind of maybe the blood is boiling. I'm like, yeah, just watch this. Watch this. And then I'll walk around and I'll tap each kid on the shoulder and I'll say, thank you for music today. Thank you for music today. And I can't tell you how many of those kids that were trouble will get up and give me the biggest hug. Oh, you know? and I'm that. like, I can't stay mad at you. Talk on it. it, and it but it's a powerful <laughs> way for us to end. We end in a way where we don't let the sun go down on our anger, so to speak. You don't want that mm -hmm. class to end with you being upset because until you've been through some things where maybe that was the last time you've seen a kid, you don't understand the significant of every the significance of every moment. So not to make anybody sad today, but to, to keep you glad, understand that you have a powerful opportunity each and every day to be sound, to see yourself beyond yourself, to operate in optimism and excellence, to utilize all available resources, to nourish relationships. And then finally, if you do all that, you're going to be in a position to D, don't stop, keep on mm -hmm. going. And uh, I can't say thank you enough for the opportunity to pour into us today with just a little bit of your heart and your, your story and your life. Um, I, I, you have really blessed us today. I'm just curious, is this something, do you share any of your, your life story with your students on any occasion to let them kind of know? Absolutely. I, I do. Am I, uh, the first time I did was like at the very end of the year, at the end of your concert. And I was telling them like where I came from and how band was a huge deal in my life. And so many parents flocked to yeah. me afterwards saying, oh my goodness, I had no idea. And some parents were parents who gave me a hard time all year. So they're like, I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> we thought you were just, uh, you know, yeah. stubborn or, or stuck up and trying to 
make our kids do stuff they didn't want to do, which I probably was making them do stuff they didn't want to do. But, uh, but the, you, you saw but, they could do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then a kid came up to me and said, hey, Miss Craig, I've been going through foster care. And um, thank you so much for sharing that. I, I think I can do this, you know. So every year I make it a point to tell my kids at the beginning of the year. Mm, um, that's good. At the very beginning of the year, I tell them, I'm so sorry, my somebody was calling. So I, I, at the very beginning of the year, I tell my kids um, about my story and through, throughout the year, it's like kids come to me and talk to me more about what they're going through. I, I find the ones who are struggling or um, it, it just makes that connection to let them know that I'm on their side. I know where a lot of them have been coming from and it's going to, it's going to be better. It's going to be okay. I, I made it God, thankfully the Lord helped me get through it. And so many people supporting and being there for me, helped me get through it. I know with my support, parental support and, um, with their decision to make it happen, not make excuses and to, make sure their made of mind is stronger or know that their made of mind is stronger than emotions and all, all these different things uh, that they can do it too. That's no? good. And, I, and I'll say this, this, this may sound kind of controversial and for some folks, Oh, it's inappropriate. How could you say that? But I'm going I'm to go ahead and say it. You are, you are beautiful. You are a supermodel. And <laughs> when, when, when I say that, yes, yes, there is a, there is a level of beauty that we can see. But when I say you're a supermodel, by sharing your story, you became a model of hope for those kids. You you became a superhero because the thing about a superhero is the ones that we love are the ones that we can see ourselves in. That's why for many kids, you know, Black Panther, such a powerful model because for so many kids, it's like, oh, I can be a superhero too. And they got the new man yes. coming out. Like, you know, I, I can't remember the new, the new, the new one, but he's out and it's like, oh, there's a whole nother demographic of kids that can see themselves as something more. And despite their circumstance or situation, and in your case, you are you are you are officially a supermodel in so many <laughs> ways. So uh, I thank you for sharing that, and I want to encourage educators out there to explore utilizing a level of transparency in your classrooms that allow the students to see you not just as a teacher, but as a trusted individual. Because from trust opens up the door to relationship. From relationship mm -hmm. opens up the door to influence. From influence opens up the door to instruction. That's when you can teach, but you can never put the instruction before the individual, whether that individual is a student or yourself. You are a sound adult. You are the supermodel. And I'm telling you today, every child is still just one sound adult away from discovering their sound of success. And it takes a village. And today, I appreciate you being part of the family, part of the community. I think it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to keep a teacher, too. So you kept me oh, going yes, today. Oh, yes, too. <laughs> indeed, <We> indeed. <laughs> So do do me a, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Uh, share with us. Uh, share with us how we can stay in contact with you. Is there? Is there? Are you on social media? How can we follow you? Because as you continue to go through your journey, uh, and again, congratulations on the accolades in this season. How can we stay connected with you? How can we celebrate you from afar and maybe even support you and uh, just stay plugged in to all that you're doing. Well, you can uh, find me on Facebook and uh, I have an Instagram, but mainly on Facebook. If you look up Corey Joy Craig, I think I might be the only one or I might be the first one that pops up. But um, my email is also uh, C-O-R-Y dot C-R-A-I-G at BossierSchools.org. Um, if you want to contact me, I also am in a jazz band. I run my own jazz band called Everett Street Jazz and uh, um, we we play around town and 
Um, we're going to be playing, uh, oh, we're going to be playing in Ruston for a poinsettia auction for Louisiana Tech. That's going to be fun cool. in November. But, um, but if, uh, if you ever want to contact me, find me on Facebook. I'm usually there and I'd love to talk to you or encourage you or answer any questions. Um, I'm not shy about talking about my past too. So if you ever need, want to know more, absolutely, absolutely. And, <laughs> I'll and, definitely and I, tell you it all. And I see, and look, I'm gonna go ahead and say it for anybody out there. If you're looking for an individual or a figure to come and, and speak to your groups, um, you know, particularly to your young people or anybody that's, that's having to persevere and through challenges and provide a sense of hope and optimism, uh, this is your person to reach out to in this season. <laughs> so uh, I believe this is just gonna be the first uh, or the, the next of many to come. And I appreciate you giving your time, your talent, your treasure today with us on the See the Sound podcast. I want to encourage everybody out there as we thank our guest again to remind yourself to don't give up. Don't quit. Uh, change your perspective and understand that this thing called life is just a class and mm -hmm. the world we live in is just a classroom. And mm -hmm. uh, if you're a teacher, that's great. But if you're just a human being, at the end of the day, you're part of the fraternity. You're an educator because an educator adds value. So do me a favor. Keep on going and make your classroom sound. Make your teaching epic. And I promise you, your legacy will be significant. Until next time, let us be the sound to change the world. See the sound, VickiSmithJr.com. Can you hear the sound, heartbeat of that motherless child? As we search for love, we all need warmth of a smile. There's a sound that is so sweet when we hear, child, you belong. So let our words of love flow freely, like a river strong. And let us Like a river strong, they don't let us out.